A Limitless Wrestling fans, another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast coming to your ears. And we are on the road to double vision. Randy Carver, the czar of Limitless Wrestling, hopping on here with me. Randy, what's cooking? Not much, man. Uh, crazy when you say that. We're only a couple weeks away from double vision now. It seems like this came up pretty quick. We are in March. Yeah, officially now. We'll, we've been in March for a year now. Uh, that's true. Yeah, don't remind <laughs> me. Pretty crazy to think that we are now a year into this thing and like how different the world is and how different pro wrestling is too. What a, uh, I mean, what a time it was like a couple, like the year ago this week, let's say, where we were holding, I believe this is the week of Let's Rumble 2020, uh, where you made your Rumble. No, that was in you. January. Oh, excuse me. I'm talking about the last. You Let's had Wrestle one more after that. You had one more after that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking about the last Let's Wrestle show we had. It was March 7th of 2020. So we were like in preparation for that show. Uh, no restrictions whatsoever. And that was the last normal show that we had for quite some time. The Limitless Wrestling show that was scheduled for the third week of March, where Double Vision lands this year, did not get to take place. So. Uh, it's weird to start seeing, you know, the memories kind of popping up on Facebook each day of like, all right, we're le- we just had no idea what was about to ravage the entire country and uh, a lot of the world. Yeah. And just like it, it just is blindsided because uh, I don't think anybody expected it to last this long, you know, and here we are a year later. Yeah, it's pretty insane. But we're here. It literally, I, I said to Danger Kid the other day, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but um, we did that last second uh, pandemic at the dojo series right before the lockdowns took, like, went into place for Maine. And I remember walking out of the dojo that day and just shooting the shit with Eric Johnson on my way back to the car. And I said, well, I'll see you in two weeks. Hmm. <laughs> and that was that. And uh, we have been locked down since lockdown and a pandemic restrictions whatever it's just uh it's been crazy since pretty insane but we've made it here and we wouldn't be here without the support of the limitless wrestling fans so we're grateful and thankful and we have double vision coming your way march 19th and we got even more announcements for it this week let's get into it we've got the limitless wrestling world championship prize fight between now we can say it, the NXT-bound Christian Casanova and Daniel Garcia. What a uh, what a huge match this has really turned out to be. And this was a match that we talked about it last week was scheduled to happen on a Limitless Wrestling show before the pandemic hit to determine the number one contender. These two found themselves as the final two in the 2020 Vacation Land Cup, fighting for the vacant Limitless Wrestling Championship. And now Christian heading to NXT. The championship seems to be a golden ticket for anyone who holds it, and Daniel Garcia hoping to be next. But Christian, we talked about it last week, wants to relinquish that championship much in the way of Anthony Green. The honorable wants way. To give, yeah, absolutely. Wants to give the opportunity to the locker room and have the event that we had in 2020 where he won the championship, a tournament, the Vacation Land Cup, once again, 2021, crowning a new Limitless Wrestling champion. So, a lot on the line for both men. Christian wanting to go out very similar to Anthony Green, who's been a New England trailblazer for years. Uh, and Daniel Garcia, 
wants to put write his name in the history books, get on that pedestal at the top of Limitless Wrestling and hold the golden ticket. I think this is as much of a prize fight as we've ever seen in Limitless Wrestling, quite frankly. It, uh, it gives me vibes of the first ever Limitless Championship match of MJF, JT Dunn, Anthony Green, Ace Romero, of just the feel and the hype going into a match like this. It's really unprecedented in Limitless history. Certainly is, but this show is absolutely stacked. We're going to have Becca and Ashley Vox. This one was just announced. A a little interesting considering Ashley Vox had that hot tag team match at the Vacation Land Cup with Delmi XO and MSP, and now turning her attention to singles action, maybe she has her eyes on the Limitless Championship. Uh, I think that's certainly possible, especially with the, the body of work that Ashley has put together over the past year. I mean, she nearly became the Limitless Wrestling World Champion, defeating Anthony Green on his way out. She was in the shoes that Daniel Garcia is now in March 19th. So uh, she's got to know what Daniel Garcia is feeling. But I think you're right, John. I mean, I think everybody wants to strive to the top. And we, we heard what MSP said uh, after their matchup with the C-Stars at the Vacation Land Cup. They want something to fight for soon. They want tag team championships and Limitless, but they're not here yet. And Ashley Vox knows that. But Becca has been rising up the ranks. This was a specific match request from Becca, who I I think really wants to uh, even things up with Ashley Vox after what happened on the road. Um, Becca's just looking to make a name for herself continuously, and I think that she does. And she uh, wants a friend on the the scrunchie squad. Yeah, Ashley uh, wasn't really into the whole scrunchie squad thing last time. Uh, Put it in her hair for a hot minute, and I, you know, it was quite a respectful contest in the opening moments, John, but a... uh, a super kick nearly dislocating the jaw of the leader of the scrunchy squad. That was the end of it for Ashley Vox, even though it did match her gear. Like, that's uh, that's props to Becca because Ashley Vox has a lot of gear. Uh, it's a lot of different colors, and she picked the right scrunchy on that day to bring to the ring and offer it up to Ashley. So yeah. uh, kudos to Becca for that. She's prepared for any situation, but uh, it didn't work with Ashley Vox on season two of the road. Now Becca a little more seasoned, a little more experienced uh, under her belt, and we'll see if she can even it up with Ashley Vox at Double Vision. Hot Fire Myron Reed also announced for this show, as we talked about, and added this past week is Alec Price, to no one's surprise. Alec Price certainly has his eyes on the prize, coming off a strong showing at the Vacation Land Cup. Uh, Ken Broadway, someone that we've also hit on, he's got a chance to uh, win some affection here. He really does, and he's been away for a long time. He's, he's someone who... I think really uh, grew into himself, found himself inside a professional wrestling ring and has such a unique style. I think it's going to be a really fun return. I think a lot of the members of the Limitless Faithful are going to want him back soon. Yeah, and I've been made aware of what his match is, and I'm very excited for it to be announced because I think that's going to be a potential show stealer, uh, that one. Also, talk about stealing the show, someone who's certainly trying to steal the spotlight Ava Everett made quite the impact on the road this past week. Yeah. Uh, what the hell's up with that? I mean, I, I said good back, for her. I tweeted about it. Good for her. Yeah, I know you did. You, you, you're chumming up to her already. She's very reminiscent of you and Mac, honestly. She'd be a great asset. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sure uh, her and Erica would not clash one bit. No. They'd get along fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Well, everything is not fine with the Sisters of Construction because Davian, after another strong showing against TJ Crawford, picking up the win in the main event, we heard her season three intentions. 
She wants to get another shot at the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. It's been nearly a year since she's had that opportunity. And much like Becca, I mean, Dave Yen has put in such a strong body of work over the past few months in Limitless Wrestling. I believe her record's up to 7-2 and two with that victory over TJ Crawford. And Ava Everett, who we haven't seen since season one, coming back immediately, laying out Dave Yen, uh, making her intentions clear that she's no longer going to be uh, behind Dave Yen or teaming with Dave Yen or uh, in her shadow one bit. She really, you know, went out on a limb here to make a name for herself by beating up someone and laying them out. Someone so close to Ava Everett, someone who's helped train with Ava Everett. Uh, they've been a tag team, numerous promotions for a number of years, traveling partners, and it all comes to a halt like that. So I guess Florida really does change people, John, and Ava Everett uh, joins the club that you are currently in. What are you getting at there? I'm getting at that you didn't have a named Emmy trophy deal when you left Maine, and now all of a sudden... You don't know what her name was! You never asked! I didn't know I had to. You never asked what her name was. Maybe if you did and tried to be a good friend that you claimed to be, you, well, you would have introduced me. It, she's shy. Okay. Haven't you seen? She blushes. I think you should just have a little more respect for her, but that's neither here nor there. Returning, as one would expect, MSP will be on this show, the Defenders of the North will be making their presence felt. Also returning, Kevin Blackwood and Big Beef. Yeah, excited for all those. Kevin Blackwood, I think we talked about it recently. Uh, really a strong showing against J.D. Drake at the Vacation Land Cup. I think he's in peak physical condition right now, and uh, especially with uh, you know the, the bond that we've seen form with the Buffalo Brothers, specifically him and Daniel Garcia, and the level of training that they do up in Buffalo continuously at Graps Anonymous. Uh, I think it's got Kevin into a killer right now, and I think uh, he's going to he's gonna make an impact on this show. I mean, he's looking to, as his big beef, looking to get back on the right track after a loss to Rip Bison, but what a fight. Uh, Limitless Wrestling fans definitely wanted him back soon, and we heard him on episode one of The Road. He's coming back, and his sights are set on double vision. Certainly so. We got a debut. It's Rob Killjoy. Is he bringing any duckies with him? What, do, what can you tell us about him? He's not. The Ducks flying up solo. Uh, this was a big-time suggestion from the blue-collar badass J.D. Drake, who, uh, much like uh, roster members of the past or current, like Ace Romero, Anthony Green, I hold their opinions in high regard. Uh, I, I love to go to uh, wrestlers for uh, opinions on other talent to bring in because the fact of the matter is that J.D. Drake, uh, Ace Romero, like an MSP, uh, they're all seeing a ton of wrestlers who I may not see. I may not see them on Twitter. I may not hear from them. Uh, I just may not be aware. Uh, I find a lot of wrestlers by word of mouth from people that I trust. J.D. Drake is one of those guys and forever. He's been suggesting Rob Killjoy to me or the Ugly Ducklings as a package. I've seen him numerous times. Uh, Rob was actually scheduled to make his debut a couple years ago along with the Ugly Ducklings, but uh, that did not come to fruition. So now... Rob Killjoy getting an opportunity in singles action, and I'm really excited to see what he's got to show. And then the final announced name for now. Do I have to say it? Yeah, absolutely. Tyree Taylor, 
who sneaks into the double vision lineup after that red herring that was his win Are you on serious? the road. Mac Daniels was trying to fix the turnbuckle. Eric Greenleaf got out of position oh. once again and screwed him, as one typically does. What would you suggest was wrong with that turnbuckle, John? Did you not see it? Oh, I saw it the entire match. It was the the zip tie that that held the the padding down was coming loose, and he wanted to make sure that it would stay in place. And then Eric Greenleaf left his responsibilities, and because of that, some tomfoolery happened, and Tyree Taylor picked up an unsuspecting and innocent Mac Daniels and planted him, and he knocked Mac out. I felt very bad. We had to make sure that he went to urgent care after, and thankfully... The nurse looked at him, and Matt caught her and asked her if she was Myron, and she said she was, and, well, you know who it is. Unsuspecting and innocent sounds like a lot of the YouTube comments I have to delete about your boy. Yeah, he's innocent, exactly. No, no, absolutely not. He fucking reached for the chain on Tyree, over Tyree's head. Tyree took advantage. He was holding it and showcasing how impressive it was. Oh, good. Well, I don't know if that was the right time to do that, John, was it? Well, Tyree Taylor's going to double vision. And I can't say I'm thrilled about it. But Mac and I have to figure... Listen, I I swear to you, man, we're going to get Mac on that card. Yeah, okay. I got your little video in... uh... My well, I, I just I, I I I will give you this goodwill here. I will give you this goodwill. We will, I will, because I'm transparent as a journalist. I'm transparent. Okay. I will I will tape, I will tape part of our. We have an agent client meeting coming this Tuesday. I will tape part of it and send it along to you as we discuss what our plan of action is. How's that sound? Fine. I mean, go right ahead. Okay. Good. For transparency's yep. sake, because. If we're going to get on Double Vision, you should know how we're going to do it. Yeah, I'd be delighted to know. And we're going to do it. I feel confident. We will find a way. Hashtag find a way, okay? Does he have chops as a commentator? We do need some help on ring crew. Well, you couldn't muster up Dave Dyer? Oh, Dave will be there. 11 a.m. Of course he will. Well, this show is presented to you March 19th on IWTV, of course, the help of our sponsors, the Kings of the Rings podcast, Young Lions Perspective podcast, the Fretzel Mania podcast. It's our house podcast, Grind Bin podcast, How to Fall podcast, Fogbreaker Studios, Zeke Dane, Trivia Night by Alex, Versace Soner, Matt Buccalo, Marie Shadows, Derek and Jen Toby, and Matthew Merrick all pitching in to help. Randy, uh, any more information on how people can get involved with sponsorships? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We talked about it a little last week, but if you're interested, all the matches have been sponsored, so we want to thank. That's a a plethora of the podcasts that uh, jumped in on that, so we want to thank them very much. But uh, a ton of outreach from Limitless Wrestling fans, uh, local and far. It's been really cool. So uh, if you'd like to help out, if you'd like to sponsor a wrestler, I believe uh, we're looking at about 13 or 14 wrestlers remaining. Uh, two referees and a ring announcer. So uh, we've got a a little crew still left to sponsor. If you'd like to do it, reach out to limitlesswrestling at yahoo.com. 
Uh, you can just in the subject, put question about the sponsorship, whatever you'd like. Uh, we'll get back within a day, but, uh, and anything donated is going to go to the wrestlers fees and transportation for the event. So, uh, it's going to take care of, uh, everyone who's coming in for the show. And, uh, we're delighted to give it to you again, Friday, March 19th streaming on IWTV. You can watch, use promo code limitless to sign up and that gives you a five day free trial. So if you want to sign up day of watch this event for free, download IWTV, you can get the app on your phone. I uh, get it through Roku on your television, on your tablet. Um, promo code Limitless gets you a five-day free trial. And if you stay on, they kick back a little money to us, too, at the end of the month. So uh, there's a ton of Limitless Wrestling events on there, a ton of wrestling from so many different promotions, 200 different promotions on the IWTV streaming service. So uh, it's definitely something to check out, even if it is for just a five-day free trial. We had the first Limitless Dojo student showcases past week. How'd that end up going? Dude, it actually, uh, it was a great time. It was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, because uh, Mac Daniels won. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, your boy finally did get a win, John. So, And you finally. weren't even there. Yeah, because I was busy. I'm his agent. I have other clients, and I have things that I have to tend to, but he knew that I had his back. Of course, of course. Um, but no, I, I was really like stoked with the fans who were there because – Everybody took our precautions seriously. There were no issues with spacing, no issues with masks. Uh, we had sanitation stations around the venue, and all of our wrestlers tested and took it very seriously. And I was like, that that's uh, the kind of way that we have to do it to do anything right now, big or small. And this was small, you know, 35 fans uh, is, is quite down from what we used to do, but uh, it, it felt awesome and just felt like a little piece of uh, normalcy was restored to actually have a live audience in there for some professional wrestling. So uh, that was nice. Uh, it was it was nice. Honestly, your boy's doing good right now. I hate to put him over, but uh, he did a very good job in Connor Hex's live event debut. This was his first time in front of a crowd, and I uh, thought he did quite well as well. But I, I also I got to put over uh, your arch nemesis the belfast bulldog dave dyer hell of a main event went 15 minutes with danger kid not a lot of people can say they could do that and uh a hell of a main event i was proud of the dude cool anyway there's gonna be another one of these isn't there there is yeah uh i also want to say this uh if you want to view any matches from this event we are going to be streaming matches on the Limitless Wrestling Dojo Facebook page, and we are going to be releasing them to youtube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. Ace Romero was actually there. Join me on commentary for the night. So, oh, boy. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride on commentary. But uh, as you said, there is another one that is happening uh, Friday, March 26th at the Loft in Brewer, Maine. Uh, same place, just the Loft, not Ronco's, uh, 30 Clisham Road in Brewer. Tickets are going to go on sale this Friday on LimitlessWrestling.com. So if you want more information, head right to the Limitless Wrestling Dojo Facebook page. And then we got the Road Season 3, Episode 2, streaming Wednesday. Pretty cool show, it looks like. Masha Slamovich making her return versus Travis Huckabee. MSP versus CJ Cruz and Ricky Archer, which should be a barn burner of a match. Uh, Alexander Lee and Jesse Nolan squaring off. And then for some reason, Rip Bison is giving love doug a match i don't know why why does anyone want to give love doug a 
a look here? I'm not really sure. Oh, my God. Now you got a problem with Love Dog? Are you kidding me? It just people, seems... People just started coming around to this guy, and you're here to chop him down. That's typical John Alba. I just don't see it in him. I don't get it. Well, I mean, you got sometimes you got to believe love is an instant, John. Okay. Right. Right. Should be a good episode. You excited for MSP and CJ Cruz and Ricky Archer? Ooh, I am because, uh, you know, I, CJ and Ricky, obviously uh, not on the same page at the Vacation Land Cup qualifier, but with those stakes on the line, how could you be on the same page? They're a team I'm really excited about. They've uh, come out of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. I think they're two New England standouts waiting for a big year. And if they can kick off season three, defeating the mainstay posse, I think that's a big notch in their belt. And that's, uh, you know, got to propel them to double vision, in my opinion, if they can get a win here. I learned recently Ricky Archer was a fellow Quinnipiac student. Uh, Not at the same time as me. About 10 years apart, but still... Wow. Yeah, he's a young man. He's a young guy. Yeah, he's 20, Uh, I think, 20 or 21. Yeah, not 10 years apart, but a long time. Uh, So, yeah, so go check that out. That is streaming this Wednesday night at 7. And like I said, Randy, you could – hell, we can promote it right now. I will give you a piece of my meeting with Mac Daniels, and you can can throw it on there if you'd like. How's that sound? Uh, I feel like you're saying this on air so that uh, people are like, oh, what what a gentlemanly-like offer. But if I decline, you're just going to hound me and send it anyways repeatedly because that's how it goes. Well, it's a conspiracy. What is you talking to me? There's a top-tier talent, the outlier on your roster. You know who it is. And you don't recognize him as such. I mean, you literally just said to me that you... Hate to say it, but he did well. Why would you hate to say it? He's on your roster. Him doing because well is good for limitless business. that I start to put him over, you blow up, and you fucking play his music in the background that you have ready to go at a moment's notice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just so, it's pomp and circumstance every time about this Mac Daniels with you. Win a fucking match. We put him in with Tyree. He had a shot to go to double vision, and he lost. He beat Connor Hex. Yippee. All right, we're getting there. Do you have the fucking music up? You know who it is. I have no idea what you're talking about. Unbelievable. Anyway, it's time to ask Limitless. Let's do it. We asked you to ask us. And here we go. Derek asks, when, when can we get back, when we can get back to full crowd wrestling, what stars are you hoping to book? Ooh, okay. So I took this as, uh, like, because right now, like, I'll, pull back the curtain a little bit it's pretty fucking tough to fly a lot of people in for these shows because obviously like we don't have the same income coming in per event you know what i mean like and there's restrictions too and the restrictions too but like uh, typically uh the wrestlers like they are professional wrestlers they do fucking uh understand the protocols and a lot of times they can get uh rapid tests before flying so it's not uh it's not crazy in some areas of the United States to make it work. It all depends on like the availability of COVID testing, obviously per where they're coming from. But uh, financially it's tougher to do more than a few. We were doing, uh, we were bringing in probably five people before on normal uh, limitless wrestling cards and it was sustainable to do. Uh, And we were building on that every time and uh, trying to, you know, keep, 
keep the uh, keep the cards fresh, keep new people coming in and out. Uh, one person that we haven't been able to work with throughout this pandemic in any way, shape, or form is Hammerstone. Uh, I would like to get Hammerstone back in. He was scheduled to be on the WrestleProm card in April, so he was coming back very soon uh, before things shut down. But he's definitely someone I'd like to get back up here. He's super good, too. He's He's got a high ceiling. Does Hammerstone. Yeah. So... Jacob Fatu uh, is another one. Oh, dude, Jacob Fatu. Jake, he's everything, man. That dude's freaking awesome. Fuck. He's so good. I'd love to see him in Limitless, sure. Uh, Bruce asks, what part of Maine are you both from? I used to live there myself. I'm not from Maine, thank God. But uh, Randy, oh, get off it. What, what, what about you, Randy? Uh, I am from the Howland, Maine area, so I'm about 45 minutes north of Bangor. PVHS? Hell Yeah. The no, Howlers, Scott baby. Valley High School, the Howlers. We kind of stunk in sports when I was <laughs> in high school, so I bet you weren't around. Oh yeah, Howlers, yeah. You go up to the you go up to the park in Howland, yeah. God, friggin' right. <laughs> go to the handy stop, Bubby. <laughs> we have a handy stop, a corner store, and there used to be a place called Nutters. <laughs> I shit you not. Oh, God. Put things in perspective. How far from Bangor? Like 45 minutes from Bangor? Yep. Uh, probably, you know, probably 40. Uh, I'm just used to the weather being bad now and having to go slower. But yeah. probably like 40 minutes north of Bangor. Yeah. Shoot down 95. Did it many Jeez, times. God. Did it many times. Uh, Connor asks, which signed talent do you wish you had been able to get more appearances from? Ooh, all of them. Uh sure. Honestly, like MJF off the top of my head, of course, um, feels like the obvious answer. Uh, we just had like a lot that we still wanted to do and just didn't get the time to do. And uh, stoked for him now, obviously, even though he is a prick, but um, he's definitely one. I would say Statlander, man. Chris, see, here's the thing with Chris is like she was signed, but I I know you like, were allowed to use her, but. Yeah, I was under the impression, like, I think our working relationship was going to continue. Now, like, now I just don't know about many of the AEW talent, like, what they're able to do and what they can, especially during a pandemic. I think some contracts are probably looser than others. Chris Statlander's a good one. Uh, I would say John Silver, too. Um, We had, we had, like, a full reunion kind of planned out for the Thick Boys to reincorporate Jay Freddy into the equation and do more with that. And I wish that got to come to fruition as well. He's a legit star now, man. It's pretty cool. It's cool to see how much he's blown up because like, he's always had like a, like a wacky personality. That's so fun. And you know what? More importantly, he's one of the good dudes. Yeah. Yeah. He's always been cool. Uh, Eric asks, when's the next Greenleaf episode? I can only imagine which Eric that would be. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, could you guess the Eric? Could you guess? The answer will be when you emerge from 20,000 leagues under the sea. I would love to actually talk about uh, the ordeal on the road, the Tyree Taylor match. Maybe we could do like a live watch along with me, you, Mac, and Greenleaf and see how that goes. I'm not supposed to curse on here, Randy, so. Hey, you can believe it. Harley asked, does ketchup belong on a steak sandwich? No. What? This one don't struck. even oh don't even are you gonna try to advocate for this? No no okay, no I'm just God. saying that how this do you eat your steak? Me. 
Huh? How do you eat your steak? Uh, medium. All right, I'll give you a pass. How do you eat yours? Medium rare. Okay, uh, I was gonna say I'm just I'm nowhere close to well. Like medium is uh, the highest I'll I go. Was, Sometimes I'll go medium rare, but I, like I was gonna crucify I, you. So can I tell you though? Can I t- tell you? I don't know about steak, but Eric Greenleaf Ugh. likes his fucking bur- likes his hamburgers like chiseled out of the road <laughs> like tar. <laughs> and I I remember like getting lunch with him sometime, and he just was like, "You <laughs> got a burger?" And they're like, "How do you want it done?" He's like, "Black." And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you want them to burn it? He's like, yep. I want it as burned as possible. That's, I'm like, what the fuck? Though it is wrong with... Oh, my God. That, that, that should be a surprise to nobody. Um, ketchup on a steak sandwich? No. No. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. No. Uh, Nate Speckman asks, is there anyone from a past Limitless card that hasn't been around in a while that you'd like to bring back in 2021? Top shelf Troy Nelson. I, I, I was just going to say Troy Nelson. Uh, he's, yep. he's the first one that comes to mind for me, certainly. And you and I were talking about it. I'd love to see Xavier Bell back in the fold. Ah, oh, I miss Xavier Bell. Um, he was just like Xavier Bell is one of the dudes. Like I re- he's I really enjoyed hanging out with him and just being around him. He was a good guy to have in the locker room. Uh, and honestly, like he was getting really good at one point. I just think like. Uh, life priorities definitely took over. Uh, I think he had a really good job, so like he's doing well for himself. But uh, I uh, definitely miss having him around. I also miss uh, Brick Mass Stone. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Brick the other day. I saw Wrestlers Lab like share a link with him, and uh, I, I was really high on Brick. I thought he had so much upside, just like Christian, um, and just uh, you know, unfortunately he's not doing much wrestling right now. But I, I think he's doing well, so. Rick's another one that, uh, you know, if I could fantasy book it, I'd like to have back around. I'd love to see Paul London come back for another show, too. I really like Oh, liked, fuck, yeah. I really like that one, Paul. Yeah, Paul, is <laughs> Paul London super was good. really cool. And I loved the match with Anthony Green. It was yes. so much fun. Good story there, too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Drifter asks, favorite finisher from wrestling video games? I mean, if it's a finisher that's in a wrestling video game, it would just be a finisher in general, wouldn't it? Did, um, can Jacob Drifter even just... afford video game console? Of course, of course he did. He's had a. He, I think he's got one. How he's a drifter? Yeah, I, I mean, do you ever go to like a junkyard? You can find like they usually like pull random stuff into like this little place, and then you can go like pick at it if you want it. Jeez, that's how I used to get like backyard wrestling weapons. Favorite finisher from a video game? I mean, I used to just smack people with sweet chin music left and right and call it a day. Sweet Chin Music's a great choice. Uh, I loved uh, Bobby Lashley's Dominator. How do, okay, here's let's let's take off your. How do you feel about Bobby Lashley being WWE champion? I tell you what, John. For the first time, I, I was very suspicious when they made that match for 9 p.m. I said, and then they dicked you around and bait and switched you. Ugh. We're gonna be here till dude. For sure. I went on a rant on Living the Gimmick, a pro wrestling podcast, which drops every Tuesday and dropped earlier as we record this here. It was bait and switch, bad faith stuff. You don't have to do it that way, folks. Don't precondition yourself to thinking that. If you wanted to do this chicken shat heel stuff with Miz, you didn't have to promote that a match was happening at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. You could have just said it's our main event and you spend the whole show with Miz trying to duck out of it. You didn't have to bait and switch people. And I'm sorry, I, that really makes me angry, like a lot. But the payoff, the ultimate moment, you tuned in, it sounds like. 
Oh, oh, I, dude, hey, their their shit worked. I was there the entire episode because then the next thing I saw after the first one was Braun Strowman in a tight tan shirt. Uh, hits, is he wearing that for good now? Yeah, or that's, is his, he that's, his, like, that's his gimmick, yeah. Okay. Um, he fucking hits the ring, and then Shano comes out with Adam Pierce, and then makes a tag title match for fucking Braun and Scrap Iron, and I was like, I'm like, who's the tag champ? And then it was the Hurt Business, and I'm like, damn it, they're gonna give us one thing, but they're gonna fuck us on the other, and they're not gonna let the Hurt Business keep the tag. So then I was watching that, and uh, no, I just like, I don't know, I, I, you got a feeling that something was gonna be funky, and then uh, I don't know, it was, it was dope to see like. Bobby was one of my uh, one of my favorites in that era that he was in in WWE. Yeah, because you're like a uh, WWE CW mark. So yeah, dude, and I, I loved he would body people. He was. Just I mean, great. I just look. He's in like the most believable condition of his career right now, and I like the Hurt Business Act quite a bit. Dude, it's awesome. And um, it's, I, it's a big deal. The only deal thing right that would have made it better was Storm in the Distance hitting for his fucking theme song when he won that thing. Yeah. Well, there are five African American champions in WWE right now, which is a pretty big deal. So that's uh, it's pretty cool. Quite a moment. It was quite a moment. Yeah. So he's headed to WrestleMania, it would certainly seem like. Uh, Bryce asks, what's a match that was planned but was never announced that wasn't able to happen? I had to think about this one for a minute, and then it like hit there's, me what there's the been one many. was. There's been many of these. There's been a lot. Um, but one specifically that didn't get announced was actually scheduled to be on your debut show, Problematic, which was going to be ACH versus Flip Gordon. Ooh. Uh, ACH, I believe, ended up, uh, that was like his first, ended up being, I think, his first run in New Japan, or it just ended up being in Japan in general for that date, so it wasn't able to happen, but, and we still actually have not had ACH to this day, unfortunately, but. What about, uh, uh, John Alba and the main attraction were supposed to team up at some point in Let's Wrestle, rumor has it. Yeah! That was gonna be fun. That was, uh. I don't want to spoil it because that's a match I would still like to run at some point. Yeah. So that'd be, that's, you got to pay, pay good money for that. Uh, Dylan Nix asked, which dojo student trainer would make the best tag team? Okay. So this is like a combo of the two, right? That's I guess so. Asking. I guess so. Uh, I got two for you, John. I want your, uh, want okay. your thoughts. It's Aiden Agro. And the main attraction, Mac Daniels, as aesthetics and abletics. Well, dude, keep in mind, first off, as we've talked about it here, the first who was the first person I ever managed? Aiden Agro. And I heard he even came out to our theme song the other day. Yes, he fucking did. He came out in a shower cap. The drip on Aiden Agro, folks. Uh, I think I am going to release these that dojo show with entrances. He had match of the night with Alec Price that night. And uh, the entrance, the drip for Aiden Agro here is uh, unbelievable. He came out to our theme song. So, yeah, look, I mean, in that circumstance, yeah, it'd be a hell of a team. Uh, the other I have is Jesse Nolan, Danger Kid, collectively Fire Danger. Okay. Uh, other than that, I'm not entirely sure. I would say I wanted to give everyone a pair. So I was thinking Alexander Lee, Connor Hex. Uh, 
uh, Ace Romero and Dylan Nix because I'd love the uh, I'd love the promos back and forth. They have a unique chemistry together and had quite a conversation the other night. (laughs) And uh, Eric Johnson is an interesting one because I feel like he's such a lone wolf right now. But if I was to pick anyone, I guess it would be your boy, the Belfast Bulldog, Dave Dyer. What's uh, yours, John? What's yours? I mean, I like, but but like, we're not doing Aiden Agro here. We're doing Armand Jordan. Oh, you're gonna make him change his name? Uh, I mean, if we're going all in on this, damn, we're calling it the past, present, future. Okay, just saying. Uh, Nathan asks, are there any plans for a woman's title or having more women compete for the Limitless title? So far, only Vox twice and Davian have competed out of a pool of 15 wrestlers. Well, first off, keep in mind, the title hasn't been around that long. Second off, we lost an entire year of really being able to defend the title, more or less. So, Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, we were right on track for Chris Statlander to have her shot in, uh, in March of last year, but... Uh, I don't think there's any plans for a women's championship. I've always wanted the Limitless Wrestling Championship to be limitless, to be uh, inclusive to all genders, and anybody possible can challenge for it. But Like me? Uh, John, if you put together an impressive, and I mean impressive, win-loss record, run on the road, whatever it may be, I would consider it. You know Christian Casanova would have happily given me a title shot. And you can laugh about that, but you know it's true. So I would love to see you just get nailed with Dirty Diana right on the top of your head. Of course you would. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I think the Limitless Wrestling Championship, I think it's proven that it's all about uh, top athletes uh, hitting on all cylinders, challenging for this championship. We saw it with Davian. We saw it two times with Ashley Vox. And I think uh, there's a lot of people on the roster making their way to that yeah. level. I mean, look, Becca's Becca's knocking on that door, too, man. What's that? Becca, a couple more big wins for Becca, and she's knocking on that door. Becca's well on her way. Uh, I also want to point out Ava Everett did challenge for the championship as well. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that was at the Let's Rumble. That that was a sanctioned birthday match, correct? It was. So Ava Everett has challenged for it as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I think we've got quite a roster of people who are well on their way to do it. I think... uh, Honestly, I think if circumstances were different for both Masha Slamovich and Jody Threat throughout the past year, I think they would be two and, people I mean, who would have been Le- in Layla Hirsch, man. Layla Hirsch, yeah. I mean, Layla Hirsch, uh, there was a point when she was scheduled to be in the Vacation Land Cup to crown a new champion. So uh, the opportunity has certainly been there. Just sometimes circumstances get in the way. I think of like Jody Threat, who's I think only been in the United States for like two weeks in the past year because she is a Canadian resident. And Masha, who was uh, had, had her tour of Japan quite extended from a couple months to, I think, an entire year uh, because of the pandemic. So uh, excited to see Masha, though, back on the road. We'll see what she puts together on there as well, because uh, I think with the level that she's hitting on right now, she has to be in contention as well. You remember how that birthday match ended, correct? Oh, yeah. Eric Greenleaf was wearing a birthday cake. God, it was the best day ever. Ugh. Best day ever. Doug Weiser, if you could see a full-length documentary made about any wrestler from any time, who would it be and why? This one was tough because uh, there's a few different ones that I think I would choose. Uh, I've always wanted a 
in depth on Vince McMahon, which is happening. It is happening. Netflix. Oh, is that the? Mm-hmm. Is that like the multiple part yep. series? Mm-hmm. When is that coming out? Uh, I'm not sure, but he. The only problem with that is he does have involvement with it, so it's like who's to say? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You want to uh, see like Dark Side of the Ring kind of thing? I just want a neutral source, right? Right. You know, yeah. Uh, a neutral source, an unbiased source, right. uh, really looking at the stories, you know, good and bad. Um, I loved the Paul Heyman one. Thinking about it right now, but oh, if we're definitely. if we're talking like wrestler wrestler, um, I think I'd be very interested in Stan Hansen's. Where I'm such a big fan, I would be interested in uh, people like William Regal and Finley, who came up in those like World of Sport ranks and made their way to the United States, and how that transition was to television. That's always been something that's interested me, and there's never really been a good documentary about it. I would say I mean, we basically just got the Chris Benoit one, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Um, there really hasn't been a great long form on Eddie Guerrero. No, that's true. I mean, they the they, they, they talk about it. They talk run. about it in the Benoit one, but really a, a long form on Eddie would be excellent. It would. On the Guerrero family in general. Um, I think the Guerrero wrestling family with a spotlight on him would be very cool. Mil Mascaras would be a fun one. Um, yeah, I'd have to think about that a little more, but there's there's definitely there's definitely some names that kind of come in and out of focus there. Um, yeah. Have you been listening to the Kurt Angle podcast? Hell yeah, I have. I think I'm I, I think I'm caught up as of today. Actually. It's good. It's really good. I'm, he's very, uh, it's very straightforward, very honest. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I, like, I, I agree. That's with refreshing you on that. to hear in like a podcast like this. Yeah, um, Doug also asks, when are we getting the John and Erica OnlyFans so we can financially support John and his passion for his golden Barbie? If my man is putting it out there, I support. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure that's the burning question on everyone's mind. What happens with me and my significant other on my personal time is of no one's business. That's fair. It's called right to privacy. Hey, you've got it, dude. Trust me. With that situation, you've got your privacy. Apparently not. Well, hey. You're There's always one. Like Doug, Doug Weiser. Weiser. Just being curious. Just trying to support. Where does he even get money to sign up for an OnlyFans? No, he. I mean, he, you can collect uh, bottles, you can pocket change. There's ways. Doug's told me a few things I can't mention on the air, but there's ways. God. Speaking of documentaries, by the way, did you watch the Big E WWE 24? I haven't yet, but everyone possible is putting that over on Twitter. So he I'm is the single it. most likable guy that you're ever going to meet. It's really? it's incredible. That That's and cool. I highly recommend the Yokozuna Icons episode too. Uh, I started that. Yoko seems like a guy. Before. Had you been alive for him, you would have been all about. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of him now, so I'm uh, I'm interested in that one for sure. Yeah, and they got an RVD Icons coming up too soon. Ooh, yeah. okay. Hour and a half on RVD. How about that? That'll have me. It certainly will. Um. Let's see here. 
I think we only got one more. That's from Alex. If there was a forbidden door to kick open an independent wrestling, who would you bring into or back to Limitless? And the uh, answer is Okada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try to think realistic with questions like this, so I would probably like um, think about that more in the terms of like someone returning to Limitless. Um Matt Seidel is someone that I'd love to have one more match with in the Limitless Ring. I think he's such a unique wrestler and uh, ha- has insane matches, and that's one that could possibly come to fruition with him being a- in AEW. Chris Statlander, like we talked about earlier, uh, I'd love to do more with Chris if the option is there. Uh, I think she's got a lot left to do, including challenge for the Limitless Wrestling Championship. So uh, that's another that I'd like to do, and I'm interested in your opinion. Hmm. Um. Let's see. I'd say maybe. I'd love to see Keith Lee get a real limitless run. Feels like there could have been a lot to capitalize off with the limitless stuff. Obviously, the gimmick. Right. Um, if the title had been around at that time, Keith Lee making a run at the Limitless Wrestling Championship seems like it would have been a natural fit. Yeah. Um, so I wish we could have gotten more from him. Um, if you could get anyone from New Japan, since I just joked Okada, one New Japan wrestler, who would it be? Ooh. Like, obviously, um, you'd be like, oh, Okada. But, like, like, really, like, if you're pitching a fantasy matchup here, one Limitless Wrestling talent... And one New Japan Pro Wrestling talent. What do you pick? I am. Uh, uh, I'm a big fan of Okada, um, but honestly, like I have always, uh, since seeing him in person, since meeting him, um, always wanted to use Juice Robinson. Juice, okay, Juice. Juice is a great pick. I think he's so cool. I think of just like Matt Seidel. I'm really into a unique like feel of a wrestler dave finlay and, strikes uh, me as someone you'd be interested in too what's that dave finlay strikes me as someone you'd be oh, interested yeah, in too. definitely but uh juice has been on my list for quite some time it's just like someone who uh it doesn't really look attainable with what he's doing right now and i believe he just like popped up in impact wrestling if i'm not mistaken yeah they, they're doing uh, their forbidden door stuff there that's very cool but uh Juice is someone I'd love to use at some point. Uh, I've been a fan of his for quite some time, and I think he's just—he's been someone who uh, you've seen the metamorphosis of him over the years, and he's—he's he's stayed true to himself, but he's become different. You know what I mean? And he—it's—it's it's very cool when people can kind of transcend the characters like that. I mean, I'd, I'd obviously pick like Okada or Abushi or something like that, but if if I had to like. I'll give you two matches I just would love to see in Limitless with New Japan talent. I would love to see... I'll, I'll give you three, okay? Because I'm excited now. Hiromu Takahashi and Alec Price would be a barn burner. Yep. Tomohiro Ishii and Daniel Garcia. <laughs> that would be fun. And... Minoru Suzuki and Chris Dickinson in a Limitless Wrestling Ring would make me very happy. I would kill. I'd love to see Minoru and J.D. Drake. Minoru and J.D. Drake, Minoru and Big Beef, Minoru and and Rip Bison. 
Yeah, that'd be good stuff. Yep. And that's good stuff from you guys. We appreciate you asking Limitless. Make sure you get in on it next time. Check out The Road this Wednesday and pre-order your IWTV subscriptions. If you're not right now, guys, get ready. March 19th, Double Vision coming your way. The main attraction, Mac Daniels, will be there. Very exciting sure. stuff. Sure. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. We'll see you guys next time.